You know, you go through these through these levels of grief, you know, like denial. and But guess what? One of those steps is acceptance. And you cannot move on through every situation or to a new situation without having a level of acceptance. You know, the serenity prayer says the exact same thing. To change the things I can or accept the things that I can't. There's two things in life you can't get mad at. Things you can change and things you can't change. If you can change it, change it. Take steps necessary to change it. But if you can't change it, accept it and just move on. This is episode number 25 of The Inspiring Talk with Son Douglas. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. Welcome guys to yet another amazing episode of The Inspiring Talk podcast. If you are new to the show and have not subscribed to the show, do it right now on Apple Podcasts app on iPhone or on Castbox or Podcast Addict app on Android or any other podcast app. Search for The Inspiring Talk and you will find the show right inside your app. This is very important for you to subscribe to the show if you don't want to miss upcoming episodes with amazing guests such as world champion in public speaking Manoj Vasudevan coming up next week so make sure that you subscribe to the show right away guys i'm super excited for my guest for the day son douglas son is a tedx speaker master resilience implementer international radio show host performance enhancement expert and an author of the book decisions the power to overcome self defeating behaviors son is a united states air force veteran he was enlisted in the air force in 2001 right after 9/11 been deployed to multiple locations overseas and has performed a multitude of duties all over the world He spent 4 years as a drill instructor in Air Force basic training where he developed over 600 men and women into military leaders. Son is a suicide survivor. He tried to took his own life because of his heavy drinking habit and negative thinking. In this episode, Son talks about how was growing up in alcohol dominated and abusive environment at his home like. What was the most important decision he made that changed his life? How you can hack and rewire your brain for success and lot more. Guys, make sure you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 25. That is 25. Without further ado, let me welcome Son Douglas. Welcome back inside episode number 25 guys. Today I am joined by Son Douglas. Son, welcome to the Inspiring Talk. How's it going, man? It's going good. Perfect. Like so how are you doing, buddy? Man, living the dream, man. Living the dream. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So what are you building on nowadays? Well, um my my business, the Success Core, uh I'm building it to be the ultimate mastermind. You know, I it's it's modeled after the military which I'm currently serving in the Air Force and the Success Core is 
just a collective of amazing people doing amazing things, incredible things, great big things in the world. And as a collective, we have the opportunity to create positive change in the world. And that's what I want to do. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, you have been, you know, using your military experience and building that. And I'm pretty sure that it's doing awesome to people who are joined on your mission. So you have, uh, you know, spent four years as a drill instructor in Air Force mm -hmm. basic training, right? So what did you learn from that opportunity or experience in your life? Oh, man, so much. Like, holy crap, so much. Uh, I learned a lot about myself. You know, I learned that I have to get out of my own way in order to make a way. And so, you know, I was just like this arrogant, cocky, you know, sucking at life person, you know. And then through those four years, I grew so much during those four years, you know, because you were kind of forced to. And, uh, man, I, I learned how to be a public speaker and trainer and I learned how to talk to people and be respectful and like it totally 180'd my life. So I, I owe a lot to my success for the from those four years. Yeah, absolutely. So Som, I want to take you back to the beginning of your journey. So would you please talk a bit about your childhood? How was growing up in alcohol dominated and abusive environment at your home like? And how did that impact your thought pattern as a kid? Oh man, that's uh, that's a that's a tough one. It it um it was it was hard. From the time that I was born to the time I was 18, we lived at 11 different houses and I attended eight different schools. We got kicked out, evicted. Uh we moved because we couldn't afford the place anymore. Um we've lived in my grandparents' basement a bunch of times. Um Watching your mom and your sister get beat up, you know, um, does things to you. And, and I, and I think that's why I found alcohol at an early age and took to it the way that I took to it. Cause that was what was modeled. You know, we, I mean, I only got to see my dad, you know, like every other weekend, maybe if that one weekend a month, you know, and we got to spend two weeks out of the summer. But I mean, it was it was hard, you know, because you, you come home and you never know what's going to happen. Like you'd rather not go home and deal with with with, you know, with 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 the stepdad. And you never know when your mom gets home what he's going to do because he did something stupid while she was gone. And then you're going to tell her and then she's going to tell him something and then he's going to come back and get revenge on you. It's just, like childhood sucked. I, I don't have too many good memories from my childhood. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, and then you grew up to become alcoholic yourself. Yeah. So that wasn't something that you always wanted to be, right? And that was the uh, darkest phase in your life. So can you talk a bit about your darkest phase in your life? Yeah. Um, so it came to a point where, uh, like in 2005, um, I showed up to work drunk in the military and got charged with an Article 112, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, uh, drunk on duty. That's what that means. So the military has something called the UCMJ, which is the Uniform Court of Military Justice. It's what governs all of our, our military personnel on the things they can and can't do. And so I showed up to work drunk, which is a punitive article, which punitive means punishable by, you know, jail time or, you know, whatever. 
So I got charged with that mm-hmm. in 2005 and uh, had to go to alcohol classes like AA. But there were there were these academic classes that that showed you like, OK, well, if you drink alcohol, if you smoke, if you, you know, this is what's going to happen. You're just like, all right. So <laughs> fast forward two years and I'm back doing the same thing. I'm back drinking. I'm back partying, you know, doing stupid stuff, you know, living in bars, you know. And uh, St. Patrick's Day 2007, my house burned down. And uh, that was that was a defining moment. I was like, I have a problem. And some people that were at my house set it on fire. Um, you know, there was a fight and there was, you know, drunk people, about 100 people there. And, uh, and my house got burned down. So you guys were partying or something like that? Oh, yeah. St. Patrick's oh. Day. Oh, yeah, man, we're partying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bring on the green beer, you know. And uh, so I stayed in my car for a little while. Uh, I, I got a hotel. Stay there for a while. And uh, and my wife, who is now my wife, um, a friend of mine at the time, called me. Say, hey, just come stay with me. Like, it's fine. Come stay with me. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I did. I went and stayed with her, slept on the couch for a little bit. And then we started, you know, kind of getting together and trying things out. And then, I'll, you know, we made a relationship of it, you know. And then we eventually got married. Well, when I got married, mm-hmm. well, I was like, oh, I'm... I'm safe now. Like I could just come home to her. Like I don't have to mess around. Like, like I'm good. Like I can just do whatever I want to do. You know, she'll take care of me, you know? And by 2008, fall of 2008, mm-hmm. she was like, I'm so done. Like I'm, I'm so done. So she left, took, took the kids, took, she left. And, uh, December, 2008, Christmas Eve, uh, I tried to take my life. Holy crap. What yeah. was that? Um, I just, I, I didn't see any other way. I didn't, um, you know, I felt like a failure because the military was trying to kick me out, uh, because I didn't stop drinking. Mm-hmm. My wife left me because I can't stop drinking. Like I, like I was losing everything, you know? And, uh, and I just, I didn't see any other way. You know, there was things that I, that I had seen and, and didn't deal with, um, deployed to the Middle East. Um, there was things that I've seen and didn't deal with uh, as a child, you know, um, the way we were treated, the way that we were talked to. Like I wasn't talked to in at night and read a book and told, you know, sleep tight, all this other stuff. It wasn't like, hey, it's time to go to bed, get your butt in bed now. Like that's 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 yeah, that was my tucked in. Hey, mm-hmm. get to bed. Like there was no love. In our, in our household, you know? So, uh, you know, my other two sisters, like they've also had their, their own set of, you know, anxiety issues and, and different things that have come up, but I just didn't deal with it. I just pushed it down. I never dealt with it, you know, cause it was too painful to deal with, but I had to, you know? So, um, but yeah, try to take my life in, uh, 2008. What happened after that? So, how did you come back out of those negative thoughts and the pattern that were running on your head? So what was the beginning or the specific steps that you have taken to transform your own life? So at that moment, you know, you don't, you don't think of anything else. You know, you're not thinking like, oh, I wonder who's going to be left behind. Like, what's all going to do with my stuff? Like, you know, there's a selfish moment where you're like, I'm done with this pain and I'm not dealing with this. Like, you're like, you're very selfish. Mm-hmm. But there were people that I worked with that saw 
the signs. They, they saw what was going to happen. And usually around Christmas, New Year's, you know, people are, people become suicidal, you know, right around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, so people reached out, um, you know, they were worried, I guess. Um, so I had a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand, I had a loaded nine millimeter in the other and I was ready to go, you know, and, uh, but people reached out, uh, people came over, people found me, you know, and, uh, and they were like, man, we got, we got to get you some help. Like, instead of just kicking you out of the military, we got to get you help. And so, uh, so I did, you know, I talked to chaplains. I wasn't even religious. I talked to chaplains, uh, I talked to therapists, uh, drug, uh, alcohol counselors. Uh, I talked to anybody that I could, you know, cause I just, I didn't, there, I, there was so much pressure. There was, I felt like I was carrying things on my back that I shouldn't have to. And there was a lot that I didn't deal with. And so, you know, as I talked about it and talked about it, it, I I felt the pressure relieving, you know what I mean? Like it was being released. So halfway through, uh, halfway through about, you know, April-ish, yeah, April or May, um, 2009, you know, I haven't been, I mean, that's four months solid. I'm not drinking, I'm not doing nothing. Like I'm not doing anything. And uh, my commander's like, man, you got a powerful testimony. You know, you need to go tell your testimony. Like you're either, you're, you're doing community service. Like, man, you're doing so good. Like you're a new person. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm trying to day by day, you know? And, uh, he's like, no, you need to go be a drill instructor. What? You gonna be a drill instructor. I'm like, go yell at people. <laughs> like what? He's like, man, you got a you you powerful testimony. So I did got accepted as a drill instructor. And, uh, and I went down to uh, Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas for my drill instructor school. And I passed and I spent the next four years um, personal professional development. I never like read books. I never like Tony Robbins. Like, I, pff, whatever. I don't need all that. Well, I, I dove all in on personal and professional development in those four years. And I learned what it takes, like seven habits of highly affected people and John Maxwell, you know, laws of leadership and laws of growth. And I mean, all this, like I learned so much, you know, and there's so many books, you know, how to win friends and influence people. Like there's so many books that I didn't even know existed that I read. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I love this, but I love the feeling of succeeding. And I love the feeling of creating beautiful things. That's what I live for. Yeah, sure. So, uh, how old were you at that time? You were 25, 25, 26? Uh, yeah, I'm 34 might be in the same situation that you were at that point of time, right? You were struggling through your life, being or not finding your own purpose and not having, you know, kind of vision for your own life. So when you look back at those incidents, what is the message that you want to give out to people who might be hitting the rock bottom or are in the same kind of situation that you were in your own life? Yeah, so you have the power to rewrite your own story. 
Like at any given moment, you have the power to say, this is not how my story ends and take steps necessary to turn the page and write a new chapter. You have the power to overcome any self-defeating behavior that you have. That's my message. That's powerful. Yes, you have got the power. We are making decisions every single moment, right? Oh, yeah. Smallest of our decisions are changing the way our future is going to look. Picking up Jack Daniel's bottle or picking up a book of Stephen R. Covey, that's your choice. So what decision that you are going to take at this moment is going to shape how your future is going to look. I'm really glad, you know, you have found books and made books as your partner and that has transformed your life and now you are helping a lot of people do the same through your mission, vision and organization and uh, every work that you do are guided by the fact that you want to change and bring about change in people's life. Son, I really like the message that you are conveying to the world and uh, I really loved your TEDx talk hack your brain oh thank yeah, you yeah it was awesome like hack your brain for success and you talked about neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and all those stuff so can you talk a bit about how one can hack his or her brain for success yeah sure um so hacking your brain for success is based off of fact-based research uh positive psychology research that was done uh so ellen mcguire Okay, and uh, Eleanor McGuire and Catherine Wollett from the Neuroimaging Center at the University College of London followed a group of 79 trainee taxi drivers and 31 controls who were who weren't in training, you know, to become cab drivers. They were doctors, lawyers, you know, whatever. But over time, um, they took MRIs of the cabbie trainees' brains and studied their performance on the memory tasks of of um, memorizing the London streets without a GPS. Right? So what they found was that these MRIs showed that you can produce profound changes in the brain's neuroplasticity with training. Right? So what it did was um, them using a daily habit, a daily habit caused structural changes in the brain. Right. And it affects every time you do that, it affects memory and creates a a greater volume of nerve cells in the brain's hippocampus. And they took those MRIs and showed that those areas of the brain that, that they, you know, the hippocampus, you know, cerebral cortex, they were significantly larger than everybody else who weren't having a daily habit. So my message is if you want to hack your brain to success, you have to have a daily habit, whether it be a daily habit of gratitude, mindfulness. Um, one thing that I've learned by interviewing on my show, all of the successful people that I've had is they all have a daily ritual, all of them, yoga, mindfulness, gratitude, something you call it the rituals of the rich. So that's what it is. You, you know, it's about balancing your thoughts quickly. And I, and in my side of my tech talk, I use the white bear phenomena. Yeah, yeah. Which basically, like, you, like, it's so amazing. Like, you look at the white bear, and and they tried like green leprechauns, and they've tried blue sky, whatever. Like, for some reason, the polar bears is what stuck. It's stuck in people's minds. For some reason, a polar bear did it. They tried everything: cars, motorcycles. They tried everything. So, you know, if if we try to not think about the polar bear, right? We try not to think about it. What are we doing? We're using energy. 
to not think about it. Well, where focus goes, energy will flow. So if you focus on, okay, I'm not going to think about it, I'm not going to think about it, I'm not going to think about it. All of a sudden, you're thinking about it. Well, same thing in life. You have a bad breakup. You do something stupid, right? You did something stupid. You're like, oh, man, I can't believe that just happened. You get in a car accident. You're like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. And you agonize over things. So the white bear phenomena basically says that, you know, forcing yourself to not think about something, inevitably you end up thinking about it over and over and over again. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. And what are you doing? You're thinking about it. So, it's, so it speaks to a level of acceptance, acceptance of the situation that you're in, acceptance of the responsibility you had in every situation, and acceptance of the grief and death and stupidity and the other negative things that go on in this world, it's a level of acceptance. And it speaks to the to the levels of grief too. You know, you go through these through these levels of grief, you know, like denial and but guess what? One of those steps is acceptance. And you cannot move on through every situation or to a new situation without having a level of acceptance. You know, the serenity prayer says the exact same thing to change the things I can or accept the things that I can't. There's two things in life you can't get mad at. Things you can change and things you can't change. If you can change it, change it. Take steps necessary to change it. But if you can't change it, accept it and just move on. Yeah, I also completely resonate with what you just said about acceptance. And one of my guests in this podcast has said, if there is something that's stuck between your teeth, your tongue will keep going there unless you address and pick it up. Right, so you cannot control. You cannot, you know, strive your tongue saying not to go over the teeth where that uh, small piece or whatever that is stuck on the teeth. So find out what is stuck there, and rather than forcing your tongue not to go over there, and that that you know that example stayed with me because that just also make a perfect sense because even when we are doing meditation, uh, meditation and uh, the example that you gave in your TED talk of the polar bear, people are trying so harder not to think about the polar bear, but it's, yeah. it's just not going to happen because, you know, it's just there. And the more you force not to think about that, you are bound to think and you are bound to, you know, do that. So address it. I really love, you know, accepting it and moving forward. So that's just beautiful. So, Son, you have your book and it's decisions right it's your biography kind of stuff so can you talk a bit about what it is and a uh, few things that we should know from your book yeah so my book is called decisions the power to overcome self-defeating behaviors and a self-defeating behavior is anything that holds you back or you sabotage yourself from achieving success you're like what Sab- why would i why would i do that to my everybody does it in one form or fashion, you sabotage yourself. You think you're going to achieve something and you're like, well, because it's fun to think about the million dollars, right? Like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to get a million dollars. Like, ooh. And somebody <laughs> says, all right, here's your million dollars. And now you're like, oh, crap. It's fun to dream about being on the TEDx stage, right? It's fun to be, it's fun to dream about it until you get accepted. And now you actually have to do it. And everybody freaks out. They're like, oh my gosh. Oh my, what do I do? Like, Cause it's fun to dream. Like I'm so going to do this and I'm so going to do that until it actually happens. And people collapse. They start sabotaging. Oh, I'm, I'm sick. I can't know. Or it's like you, you don't do the work necessary because you did the work up into the acceptance part. And then you didn't do anything after that. 
So two common self-defeating behaviors that everybody has. You and I have them. We do it all the time and you don't even realize it. The number two most common self-defeating behavior is comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. Well, mm, no. well how, come, how come BJ's, like your podcast is so amazing and you have like a ton of downloads. Like, like how come my podcast isn't so successful? Like, come on. You know, I mean, well, because he has more episodes than you or he's been doing it longer or he has better guests mm. or he has, I mean, there's a ton of reasons. Right, but we compare. Yeah, maybe that guy has got yeah good influencer influence already on different platform before starting podcast. Yeah, mm. maybe maybe he's already like a keynote speaker for like ten years, and he's like, I guess the next evolution of my life is to start a podcast. Maybe maybe you know what I mean? Like he just didn't start up podcasting and then became famous. Maybe he was already famous and just I think I'll just you know like Joe Rogan from UFC. You know, like he, Joe Rogan's a household name. Oh, by the way, let me start a podcast. So, of course, he's going to have millions of downloads because he has millions of followers. So that's what people do. You know, they they compare their journeys to people like, well, how come they're more successful than me? Because they've been doing it. If I compared my speaking career to Tony Robbins, I would never move forward. Tony Robbins has been doing it for 40 years. I've been doing it for four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I see that energy, you know, I, I just got to see some of your videos and uh, doing those keynote speaking and training and you really brought in the energy and the way you connected with audience was captivating. I really love Thank that. Thank you. So that was, that was number two. <laughs> Please go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, number two. Number one is you count other people's blessings. How come their children are so well behaved? How come they get the attractive <laughs> wife or the hot husband? Or how come they get the awesome house or the awesome car? And how come they get to do all these amazing trips and they're going to the beach and they're, you know, whatever? How come they got a ton of money in the bank? You know, like, I wish I had that life. Oh, oh my gosh, look at that. Like, you job by this awesome house, right? Like, I wish I had that house and I wish I had. And you're not thankful for what you already have. That's the number one self-defeating behavior. You drive like, oh, look at that. Look at that Mercedes or you know, look at that car. Like, oh, what a beautiful car. I wish I had that car, you know? And we all do it. We all mm. do it. Yeah. But you start to get that thinking and that thinking becomes normal. You're never thankful and you're never counting your own blessings because you're too busy counting everybody, everybody else's. else's. Yeah, absolutely. So, Son, uh, since... This has been a long ride for you, right? Ups and downs in your own life. And you have made a lot of decisions. And, uh, you know, in, in first inning of your life, most of them being the wrong decisions that you have made in your life. So on the second inning of your life, I'm just saying the uh, good son versus, you know, the son that was making a lot of wrong decisions for his himself, right? So... What was the biggest decision that you have made in your life or do you think was the best decision that you have made for yourself in your life? Oh, yeah. Not taking my life and not wanting to go back to the way that I was and live that terrible, terrible life. I mean, I used to rack up, you know, a couple hundred dollars in a bar tab at a night because I'm like, who wants shots? Everybody, I'm buying the whole bar. Like, you know, because I was the party guy. I was the party guy, you know, and I was racking up debt like crazy. And um, just to never like I haven't drank, you know, in a long time. Um, I'm not one of those people that like I count the days like I've been sober like this many days. You know, I just I just know that I've been sober for, you know, a couple of years and and um 
it was a decision, you know, since, uh, what, like 20, 2014, 2015. Cause I mean, when I was a drill instructor, I wasn't drinking, um, except for like Christmas, New Year's birthday. Uh, we go to a wedding, you know, I mean, but, but I wasn't like yeah. every day. Yeah. Social, social drinker. Yeah. 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 So social drinking. But then 2013 came and I was like, Ooh, I'm done being a drill instructor. I'm back, you know, in my old career field, um, which is always drinking. I'm like, let's do this, you know? And so I went back for a little bit, you know, went back to kind of drink it a little bit and, you know, and then it was just like, you know, I had another kid and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm so done. I'm done with it. Yeah. So since 2014, I haven't drank anything, not even a glass of wine, not even church wine, like, not, like nothing. Quit smoking in 2014 because uh, I was a cigar smoker. So my wife and I both quit smoking and um, and we just we don't drink. Power of decisions. So, guys, if you want to know how you can cope up with those kind of or build those kind of decisions, make sure that you pick his book. It's available on Amazon and you sure got to check his book. And I'm pretty sure that he has got awesome insights for you so that you can learn a lot from his journey. And what's your mission at the moment? And what is your organization, Success Corps, all about? Yeah, so at the Success Success Corps, uh, we offer life transformation skills that will enhance and elevate your personal professional life. When you join the Success Corps, we will unlock your true potential and elevate your life. That's my mission, to elevate people to an HNL. We call it HNL. Elevate it to an HNL, whole nother level. Whole nother level. I love that acronym. Whole nother level. <laughs> wow. I love it. Go, we're going to take this thing to an HNL. Mm-hmm. Whole nother level. So if you want to take your life to whole another level just the way Son did, you got to take him out, guys. <laughs> Son, it's time for the enlightening round. But before that, let's do yeah, it. But before that, here's the last question for you. So, what is one thing that you are still struggling and uh, is not able to get done or get over with? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, uh, and it's funny because I teach this. Um, you know, sometimes we fall into those traps of that negative self talk. You know, and I find myself I'm like, oh, and I get so frustrated, you know, like, so my TEDx talk was the ninth talk that I submitted to. I was denied eight times in, in 2017. It was, the ninth one was accepted. Every one I'm like, was like, okay, well, I'm denied. So better luck next time. No, I got discouraged. You know, I get mad. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. And then I'd be, you know, for the next 10 minutes, I'm just like, you know, why? Like, why do I even bother? Like, it's never going to happen. And I'm just wasting my time. You know, <laughs> like you get into these negative self-talk, right? Like it is. Oh, it's so easy, you know? And then I literally, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, why do I do that? And then I get, and then I get mad that I'm getting self-talk. And I'm like, oh, I'm so stupid. Like I teach people to not have self-talk. It's so much easier to coach somebody than coach yourself. We have the solution to everything. Like, we just know what to do. Uh, until we go through the same situation, somebody like, uh, like you, you, you literally just told me what to do for the same thing that you're going through. Like, I don't, I don't get why you, why you don't. <laughs> like, yeah, makes sense. It makes just, sense. Just yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very easy to get into negative self-talk, especially when you have failed or I won't say that failing, but when you have those, you know, attempts that you were not able to make, uh, but still there's learning involved that you learn something out of each of those failures. So, but still, you know, it's easier to blame yourself or calling yourself, right. you know, uh, a lot of negative stuff that you know you are not capable of you might not be able to make it and all those stuff so that's something that you are still struggling with and i I hope a lot of people are still struggling with negative self-talk and i recently had this you know uh episode with one of the one of the guy and he has our TEDx talks and talk and it's all about SWM disease and that is someone's watching me disease right you know uh, what I mean people are watching at me so our behavior changes because people are watching at me what they might be thinking that you know I'm still am I stupid that I'm doing it over again right. knowing that you know I'm gonna fail yeah but that that shouldn't stop us right so son let's begin with the enlightening round are you excited I'm so pumped for this. What inspires you to do everything that you do? My why. What's your why? (laughs) (laughs) My why is that I'm a suicide survivor. And as that, I have a responsibility to inspire, transcend, and motivate people to do amazing things in the world. I have a purpose. Which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey? Gratitude and mindfulness. Which one book, according to you, is a must read for everyone looking to make their life better? I'm going to give two just because I'm an overachiever. Sure. So the business yeah. side, right? Professional side. Play Bigger by Christopher Lockhead. Life-changing book in business. A life-changing book for me, a life-changing book was uh, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. If you were to start this success journey all over again, what are those three things that you would have done differently? Three things I would have done differently to start my whole entire journey over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, that's hard because I believe that everything happens for a reason and I don't think I would be in the position that I'm in had I not gone through those things. But there are some things that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have hurt my wife so much, right? I mean, maybe I wouldn't have, maybe I'd treat my kids better. Uh, Maybe I don't spend so much money (laughs) at the bar, you know, but it's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to change things that have happened in my life because everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a purpose. This is the last question for an enlightening round. And then after that, I have one more question left for you. So the last question for you from enlightening round is share with my audience some online resource or tool that you have found very helpful in your success journey. An online tool or resource. I haven't used too many online resources. It's all in books, you know. I mean, I guess the Kindle, I guess would be considered online but but getting into books and reading books have been huge not facebook or you know snapagram or insta chat or any of those other social media linkedin whatever it's 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 books you know has been has been the biggest resource and people your network is your net worth and your net worth is equal to your network so 
If you've got some loser friends, you need to drop them. If you've got people holding you back, you need to drop them. I don't care who it is. You got, you got, you got a spouse, you got friends, you got a girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. You got people in your life that is holding you back from, from excelling and succeeding in life. You just got to drop them. Like, I'm going to do this. If there's something burning in your heart, you have to do it. And when the dust settles, who's ever around is who's ever around. That's who's meant to be there. But there are those in our life that hold us down and hold us back. Drop them. See ya. Drop them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And make, make yes. space for someone better. Someone who empowers you, encourages you, and inspires you. Awesome, Sam. It has been amazing talking to you. So uh, if people want to connect with you and learn more from you, what's the best way to get connected and being engaged and learn more from you? Yeah, so uh, my website is www.thesuccesscorp.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N. Look me up, Sean Douglas on LinkedIn and facebook.com forward slash Sean Douglas Speaks or facebook.com forward slash the success core, C-O-R-P-S. I'm all over LinkedIn and Facebook. I don't do any other uh, social medias, just LinkedIn and Facebook. So love to connect with you. Love to chat with you. Send me an email. Um, You know, let's talk. Yeah, so guys, make sure that you connect with him and learn more about him. I have linked all the links to his book, to his website, to his social media, everything on the show note of this episode over at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 25, that is 25. Make sure you check him out and he is super active on Facebook. That's a top secret for you guys. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, so connect with him. All right, so sure. here's the last question for you. And we'll, we will wrap this up. Imagine you are standing on a podium, on a stage, and there are millions of people in front of you. On the and, and this arena is like the biggest one ever built in the history of the world. And this one is biggest. It has got capacity of, let's say, millions of people. They are standing in front of you, and you are there, and you have to share your message everything that you have learned in your life, everything, you know, that boils down to, let's say, a one-minute message. If you have to boil down everything that you have learned in your life to one-minute message to these millions of people eagerly listening to you, watching to you, what would be your message? My message is just what I said before. You have the power to overcome self-defeating behaviors. You have the power to turn the page and write a new chapter. You have the power to say this is not how my story ends. If you have a book or you want to start a business or a podcast or you want to do something so great in the world but you don't know what to do, doesn't matter. Just say yes and figure it out because when you say yes, you open your heart and mind to new opportunities and new ideas. When you have a growth mindset, you are conditioning yourself to grow. If you say no to things, that's it. You've put a period on it. No and you've closed the door. Never close the door. Say yes and figure it out. Successful people make it happen no matter what. Unsuccessful people make excuses. So who are you? That has been phenomenal, Sam. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much, man. The pleasure's mine. Hey guys, thank you very much for listening to this interview. It means a lot to me. I hope you learned something. And if you did, 
Make sure to share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 25 and help them learn as well. And make sure to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss upcoming episode with the world champion of public speaking, Manoj Vasudevan. He shares a lot of valuable insights on the episode. And finally, as Son said, you have got a choice on what you want to achieve in your life. And you have the power to make decisions that will save your life. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring. Thank you.